Say that again. That's not Mark Hamill's balls. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But what would happen if one man filled another's with the scariest films of all time? (laughs) Who are you talking to? Nothing. Ready to watch some movies? Aw, yeah. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. Alright, let's try that again. Hello, and welcome to Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm exhausted. And I'm tired. One more time. Take it back. Hello, and welcome to Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. Alright, no, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. We'll power through. Hello, and welcome to Matt Make Zach <laughs> I needed this, thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. <laughs> We're both very tired and I made him watch a horror movie. <laughs> what did we watch this week, Zach? Body Bags. Yes, by uh, Toby Hooper and John Carpenter. The boys. Two of our faves. Yeah. Yes. So, Zach, what'd you think? Oh, John Carpenter. Yeah. What'd you think of the movie, though? <laughs> My statement still stands. Okay. I don't know what that means, then. <laughs> it's an anthology movie. Yeah. Which, who did what? John Carpenter directed The Gas Station and Hair, and Toby Hooper did I. I really enjoyed John Carpenter's Beetlejuice Crypt Keeper bits. John Carpenter as the Crypt Keeper <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> And every choice he makes is perfect. The first two, I was very confused. Yeah. And then the third one, I was like, man, Mark Hamill's great. Yeah. The third one is definitely the best one. Yeah. And I like the first one. And it's clear, much like with Twilight Zone, which one is the weakest one? Mm hmm. Because I love Stacey Keach, <laughs> but that hair segment was rough. At a certain point, I was like, What's even the point of this anymore? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive into uh, spoilers ahead, we're heading into the Cape Fear. Uh, <laughs> Zach, can you summarize this movie? Uh, you're not going to do the game show bit again? Oh, you're right. it's America's favorite new game show. Summarize that movie. Uh, <laughs> Come on down. I'm already here. All right. <laughs> All right, Zach. Whenever you're ready. Let's okay. see if you can beat your time from last week of I'm, four minutes, seven minutes. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it, was a, it was an average of four minutes until Trick or Treat, and I talked about that one for way too long. I think you talked about it for the right amount of time. <laughs> also true. This one, I didn't take notes, and I'm tired, so let's see how this oh, goes. Oh, I'm real excited. You ready? Uh-huh. Set. John Carpenter, he's Beetlejuice, he's the crew keeper, he's the perfect man, (laughs) (laughs) he's here for some spooky times, he's gonna go, and drinks, I don't know, he's Beetlejuice, that's that's a Beetlejuice noise for (laughs) you. 
<laughs> He's introducing <laughs> these little stories. The first one, gas station. Surprise, it's a gas station. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire's dad is there. And a new girl starting in the middle of the night. Some guys come by, get some gas and whatever. But then, ah, uh, homeless man needs to go to the bathroom. And then he's dead. Uh-oh, Lizzie McGuire's dead is Michael Myers, actually. And he tries to kill the girl. But he like fake dies like several times and maybe isn't the best actor, but that's okay because he dies in cool way and uh, they did it. Good job. Next one, hair, mustache man. Uh, I don't know, him, but he has a mustache and he's going bald. And then he finds this cool, sick new treatment by not Martin Short, but. Kind of looks like him. What? <laughs> looks like Martin Short. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just getting Martin Short vibes. Uh, he found a new treatment. Oh, he's got he's got stallion hair now. He's got way too much hair, and he's a sexy beast of a man. <laughs> but he's still no John Carpenter. But uh oh, the hair is little aliens, and they're taking over his body he's not too happy about that and it ends i guess i don't know <laughs> and then uh -oh, next one toby hooper we got mark hamill the boy the joker the luke skywalker he's the best he gets in a car accident and he loses an eye gets an eye transplant uh-oh serial killer eye now he's got an eye for blood and he wants to kill his wife He's but, got an eye for but he blood. Was, <laughs> but he was saved by the good good word of the Bible and it showed him there is ways and he killed himself. <laughs> and we get to see his balls as Because well. <laughs> just like last week, Little Red wants some fun. <laughs> and then and then the best part of the whole movie, Crypt Keeper, John Carpenter. He was one of the bodies in the little, uh, I don't know what you call those. The morgue? In the mo yeah. <laughs> he's, a he's a dead body in the morgue, and he has to hop back in. And Toby Hooper and another guy come in. and Tom Arnold. I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, he's so young. <laughs> and they cut him open, and he's like, ah, and it's, it's good. I like that. Three minutes, 14 seconds. You're back in the game. <laughs> yeah, that was the shortest one, I think. Yeah, it's pretty epic. But There's not a lot to cover. There's not this. a lot that's going on in these. So. It's just a pretty good time. <laughs> it's just an excuse to watch John Carpenter have fun. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so should we uh, dive on into the movie? <laughs> Splish Splash. Yes. Also, I recommend everybody go watch this. You can find it for free on Tubi. Tubi Hoover. Totally worth it, yeah. You know, I we don't normally get to guide people to like, oh, you should go watch it at this place because like you might have to pay for it. But now we can say like, go watch it yeah. for sure. It's God, easy. God, <laughs> this is endorsed by Tubi. They yeah. they could be an awful company. We wouldn't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. But they just had body bags for free. So yeah, go go give them them views. <laughs> go watch John Carpenter. Yeah. All right. So the movie opens with John Carpenter being the crypt keeper, yeah. and it's great. Like, yeah. It's so good. It could have been the whole movie. Yeah. 
that was the, that was the biggest flaw of this movie. There wasn't enough of that. Yeah. As someone who like grew up on like Tales from the Crypt, like I feel the same way about the Crypt Keeper himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd like the two of them just to hang out and like be bros and just make <laughs> bad puns. <laughs> so good. This also raises a big question for me. Why didn't John Carpenter act more? Because <laughs> he's genuinely great. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> that's a great question, man. You're asking when the right question. Our horror movie, we will put John Carpenter in it, inexplicably as this character. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. He can introduce the film, and also this film confirmed that there's a connection between John Carpenter and Star Wars. Why hasn't he made this movie yet that we're talking he about? He didn't make that segment. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Toby Hooper. I would have also taken a Toby Hooper Star Wars movie. That's true. Well, he has the hookup through Toby Hooper then. Yeah. Well. <laughs> he had the hookup with Toby yeah. Hooper. <laughs> Not to get too dark, but uh, God, I miss Toby Hooper. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So he, I, I love... Like the whole setup of like, oh, I, I'm going to show you the bodies and mm-hmm. then tell you the story of how they wound up here. Yeah, but it's just, just a real like fun messing with them and like, yeah, man, all these natural causes boring. <laughs> I'm something exciting. I love he drinks formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah. Out of a martini glass. <sighs> well, you got to keep it classy, Zach. Uh-huh. Come on. Of course. Come on. We're men of class here. Mm-hmm. The pod. So <laughs> we don't have drinks to do our ASMR with this time. Water, but there's no glass. Yeah. There's no yeah. Wee, I can swish it around. Wee. <laughs> you can't hear it, but it's real fun. Hey kids, don't record two episodes back to back. But then we hop into our first segment, The Gas Station, directed by John Carpenter. Yeah. Which opens with Robert Carradine, the dad from Lizzie McGuire, who I did not realize is David Carradine's brother. His brother is Bill from Kill Bill. Oh, shit. And in this, he's Bill. (laughs) What? What? Yeah, that's fun. I doubt that's like on purpose. This is our Tarantino connection that we stopped doing episodes ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're back in the game. Are we? (laughs) I love John Carpenter, but... I really liked this segment. To me, it was just like the acting just killed it. I think that was intentional, though, because if you look at the other segments, everybody plays it. Even in hair, (laughs) problem with hair, everybody plays it pretty straight. You know, yeah. so I think it was pretty it, it's Carpenter like going back and saying like everybody's always said I should make another fucking slasher here. Fine. I'll make you a bad 80s slasher. With Enjoy. McGuire's death. Yeah. Because <laughs> he like he like whenever he like fake out died. It was like a little kid trying to pretend they're asleep. Because it's John Carpenter making fun of all of the bad Halloween knockoffs. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I'm in. Like, that's what he's going for is a bad version of Halloween. Right down to the fact that, did you see where this movie, t- this segment took place? Mm. Haddonfield, Illinois. That was that where? That's where Halloween takes place. <laughs> Which mostly means, like, god damn, that fucking, like. That town, man. That's, like, the psychiatric high sp- hospital really, like, needs more security. <laughs> Because that's two. They need to stop letting Dr. Loomis ruin people. 
how amazing would it have been if Loomis just showed up? <laughs> just getting gas. Oh, no, again. Not again. <laughs> or he's like, he pulls up to get gas, sees what's going on, and just goes, nope, and drives away. No, thank you. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I've got my own Michael. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's a totally like fine, like tongue in cheek little slasher with a bunch of really great cameos. The creepy guy who pulls up and he's like, you want to uh, come back to my car to our final girl? Oh, yeah. Wes Craven. That was Wes Craven? That was Wes Craven. Oh, shit. Yeah. And the employee of the month slash dead body of Bill, Sam Raimi. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, like, John Carpenter was just like, you want to come down for a day, man? It's going to be fun. Me and Toby are making something. <laughs> what? And then uh, the car that pulls up with the couple, the gentleman, is, of course, um, he's from They Live. He's the one that I described as, uh, what's his name from SNL, but fat. Um, Jason Sudeikis. Fat Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Why am I just now finding out about this? This would have been so much greater finding out while watching oh, But that's so fun. <laughs> Now you know, but in terms of the actual segment, yeah. my one big takeaway is Bill the serial killer is really fucking committed to the bit because he's a fantastic employee who knows all of the rules. When she gets there, he's like, oh, yeah, the cash register, you know, it sticks sometimes. Um, no, you just leave it for the guy in the morning. Yeah, you know, you need the keys to get in and out, you know. Yeah, we haven't been too busy tonight. <laughs> Has he just been working there? <laughs> He just murdered Sam Raimi and was like, well, settle in for the night. (laughs) I thought he, okay, I didn't pick up on the fact that he killed Sam Raimi and took his. Yeah, he's the psychopathic killer they were talking about who escaped from the mental hospital on the radio. Yeah, I knew that, but I figured he, he, he's just like, he actually had the job there. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, he just leaves the hospital on the weekends and goes to work. (laughs) And I also think that uh, Alex Thatcher as the final girl is is pretty good. She does a solid job. I like that that's like the one thing that Carpenter is like, no, I won't mock that. (laughs) (laughs) I invented it. I'm not gonna fuck with it. <laughs> like, so, okay, that overall, makes... it's it's a solid little segment with yeah. some fun, like uh, Twin Peaksy weirdness of the town going on. Yeah, just people coming in throughout the night. I enjoyed it. Yeah, solid like like seven or eight out of ten. Yeah, all, all the cameos and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, it that makes it better. Yeah, and and again, it's John Carpenter making fun of what people think Halloween is. Mm. He's like, oh, everybody thinks I made fucking prom night. No, I made a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then we get to uh, another interstitial, which is just a delight. Like, mm-hmm. he makes those head, severed head kiss. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And then like, he just goes and tosses yeah. them. And I love that then he pulls out the bag and he's like, this one guy... Hit by a car that then swerved into a train and got dragged for three miles. And then they push in on it dramatically, it just bumps into the bed. He's like, next segment. Yeah. John Carpenter knew exactly what this was, and I love him for yeah. it. The thing he didn't know exactly what it was was this fucking hair segment. John Carpenter is like a lot of things. He is one of my favorite directors, and I think a lot of his movies have a lot of humor in them but i think that much like other great directors like someone like steven spielberg 
when they try to just do a comedy, they are not very good at it. Was this supposed to be a comedy? I think it was supposed to be funny. Because it wasn't. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, imagine if, like, they had reached out to one more master of horror and been like, hey, Joe Dante, what are you doing later? He could have killed that. Or Wes Craven or Sam Raimi or anybody who's in the Wes movie. Craven is also not great at comedy. <laughs> Sam Raimi would be great for that yeah. segment. Yeah. I can think of like a bunch of like people who still could have because like the stuff in it that's like fairly like kind of scary, like kind of works. You know, there's some creepiness to the hair moving on its own and having little mouths. So they could do that. And they're also funnier than John Carpenter (laughs) is. I love you, John. If you're listening, which I hope you are. I'm not knocking you. I think much like sometimes when actors I love are bad in movies, it's not their fault. They're they're miscast. You were miscast for this segment. (laughs) you <laughs> essentially said you must cast yourself for directing yes. in this thing that you did yep <laughs> i love you john i'm sorry <laughs> yeah carpenter boys for life but yeah it's not good you're not wrong yeah <laughs> nothing really ha- happens yeah i mean luckily it's only like 10 minutes it's like if this was a star wars movie or if these three anthologies were star wars movies this would this be Attack of the Clones. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's a lot of talking and nothing really going on. And you're like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. And then nothing happens for a while. Uh-huh. But I'd like to talk about the cast of it because it's got a bunch of people I love. Stacy Keach is one of my favorite character actors. You know, I love my character actors. <laughs> yes, you do. He's from American History X, where he's absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. And he was the dad on Titus, where he's funny but scary. And I know that means nothing to you and to most people, but I loved that sitcom. Everything you just said means nothing to me. He's a great actor, though. I love that guy. It's always fun to see him pop up and stuff. What a great mustache. (laughs) I like he looks familiar. I know I've seen him in something, but I don't know what. I mean, he's just around. He's he's one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the evil doctor played by uh, David Warner. How are you getting Martin Short? <laughs> David Warner is like a six foot tall British man. <laughs> yeah, Martin Short. <laughs> I love David Warner. <laughs> he is a good scientist in one of my favorite childhood movies in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. He helps defeat Toka and Razor, which I'm sure also means nothing to you. Nope. But I loved that VHS tape so much that I still remember what trailers played before the movie started. <laughs> like, seeing him anytime he pops up in something is just like a sweet, sweet hit of nostalgia. <laughs> and I just love it. It makes me so happy. Uh, he's also in Scream 2, because Wes Craven really likes him. And, fun fact, I didn't know this until recently... He was Wes Craven's first choice for Freddy Krueger. No shit. And when you look at his face, you're like, oh, yeah, he kind of <laughs> looks like the Freddy Krueger, like mask makeup, like <laughs> like the shape of his head and stuff. OK, yeah, you no, need to clarify no, yeah, that a little he bit. He does not look like a burn victim pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would totally be cast as a burn victim. pedophile. Yeah. You look like one. <laughs> And then the nurse who works with the evil scientist is uh, Debbie Harry, the lead singer from Blondie. You don't know Blondie? No. Heart of Glass? Soon found out. Had a heart of glass. God damn it, Zach. <laughs> I'm going to make you listen to 70s New Wave. <laughs> yeah. They're a very good band. <laughs> cool. I believe you. 
<laughs> so far the same. There's just been the <laughs> Well, we don't want to talk about this actual segment, do we? I mean, it's uh, just sad just how bad it is. Just saying so far there's been Matt talks about things that Zach doesn't know about. <laughs> Matt talks about obscure shit he really likes for ten minutes. <laughs> and then um this is my favorite one. His girlfriend is played by Sheena Easton, who is also a singer who sang a song that's in a series of films that I really enjoy. <laughs> She sang a James Bond theme, Zach. That was just for you, Zach. That was just for you. So anyway, John Carpenter comes back and transitions us yeah. to the next segment. I do like that we both fully committed to we don't want to actually talk about this segment. It's so pointless. It's so bad, and it should be good. It should be funny or something. It should be something. It's just weird. Yeah. It is the kick the can of this. <laughs> Every anthology film has to have a weird, weirdly really weak segment. Like, I completely forgot. I blocked the Twilight Zone yeah. movie from my memory. <laughs> I forgot we watched that. For a second I was like, oh yeah, what movie was that in? Yeah. Steven Spielberg made that. <laughs> John Carpenter made this. <laughs> I I guess that uh, your heroes can let you down, Zach. <laughs> I mean, I he was still funny in all of the. Oh yeah, cool his segments. first segment's good. <laughs> no, I mean all the in between segments. Yeah, he's still great. that too. He was funny in those. Speaking of in between segments, yeah, yeah, love one. him. He's back. He's talking. He's real funny. <laughs> <laughs> back at it again. Yep. Playing with what is bodies. he doing? He's like talking to a dead body like he's its therapist or something. <laughs> he did that earlier. Oh, I think this was the one where this he was the kissing heads that I love. Yeah, and then the smushed yes. bags. Yeah, <laughs> and then we get then, a quick cut. Mark yeah. Hamill playing baseball. Yeah, with the another glorious mustache. Hell yeah, man! Everybody has a mustache in this one. So how excited were you for Mark Hamill to pop so up? Excited. I know. I would, I deliberately didn't tell you when I found out he was in this because I was like, Star Wars boy. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Mark's in it. Mark? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now just imagine George Lucas being like just a massive fan of Mark Hamill and like he doesn't he doesn't respond to my texts anymore. <laughs> He stopped after Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Mark Hamill. It's really nice to see him in this, getting to do stuff he doesn't get to do a lot. Like an accent. Mm -hmm. Rivaled only to Robert De Niro's accent. Yes. A little more restrained, but not by much. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, so he gets into a car accident and he loses an eye. Mm -hmm. And then Doctor he, gives him a new eye. Yeah, and he's a baseball player, so he's desperate to keep playing baseball. I was kind of bummed it just kind of lost that thread after a minute. It was just like, uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just need an excuse to get him here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you didn't need to like make him a baseball player. It never like comes back up. Like, Why did they make him a baseball player? Because he needs his eye to see the baseball. <laughs> but then like make him like desperate. Like... <laughs> I don't know, like, reference it one more time. <laughs> Have, like, someone from the team come and be like, you, you're never going to play again, man. Sorry. Have him, like, have him, like, go after someone for something. <laughs> it's the only thing about this segment that I, like, was like, why is this here? I don't really need that. Like, yeah. I don't like it. I mean, there's plenty in this I, like, didn't like and don't approve of, but <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> no, that's the point. Mark Hamill's dick. 
which is followed by his boss, which you yes. see. I'm pretty sure you see him. I mean, I'm sure like he's got on like the the sock or whatever that you cover him with, but you see him. You at least get some some sweet sweet Mark Campbell taint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like that sentence. <laughs> The barren wasteland like Tatooine. <laughs> You're really putting the ham in Hamel. <laughs> but the segment of Mark Hamill's ass that you fully see. You don't see a segment of his egg. You see the whole <laughs> thing. His egg. What? What, that, Matt? What are you going to say? <laughs> that is a moon. <laughs> <laughs> get it because in the movie in star wars they say that's no moon but in this it is a moon <laughs> so anyway <laughs> he got an eye or something yep they give him a new eye it's an experimental thing they don't tell him where they got it from which is always a problem in horror movies and then the rest is like played really straight and it's genuinely scary and it's really well done because toby hooper's a good director and mark hamill's a good actor yeah it's just good yeah like i don't know twiggy's fine as his wife that's the actress's name twiggy she's a very famous model in like the 60s she's also an actress she's been around Hmm. but she's like fine i think it's just it's that it's that tough thing of like if anybody else was playing the husband, it would be like, oh, no, she's totally good. But because Mark Hamill is like a fucking plus, <laughs> you're like, oh, she's fine. Like, He's like Robert <laughs> De Niro. Like they he, both did silly accents, but did it so well that it's just yeah. like good. He just commits so hard and the visions are so creepy that you like buy his descent into madness. Mm-hmm. <sighs> He's really scary in it. Yeah. Which like. Like, yeah, he's the Joker. Like, we all forget. But he turns to the dark side. Yeah, he's really good at being goofy and scary all at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's just so good. Was this before Joker? This would have been right around the same time. This is 93, so... When did Batman... I think Animated Series comes out in 92. Uh. Could be wrong. But it's, it's the same era of Hamill. He's yeah. kind of on the outs, because like we've talked about with a lot of movies on this very podcast, sometimes a role you'll become so associated with it, it kind of ruins your career. Yeah. Which is why I'm so glad that, like, right around the time of his return to Star Wars, when he kind of finally, I think, owned, like, that he is Luke Skywalker a little bit. Mm. My camera's just the best. Yeah. But I like that, like, once he finally kind of, like, owned, like, you know what? Fuck it. I am Luke Skywalker. It's like the world finally came around, like, is Mark Hamill, like, one of our most talented actors? We should put Mark Hamill in more things. Like, I feel like I just see him pop up more places now. And, like, everyone just appreciates Mark Hamill more, and it makes me really happy. What has he been in since doing the new Star Wars? I think he's gotten a lot more chances with, like, voice work, which is what he focuses on mostly. But, hmm. yeah. He he does a ton of voiceover work. Yeah, yeah, and but, he always does, but yeah. I haven't noticed, like, a spike in that since doing Star Wars again. Oh, I don't I feel like people just talk about him more and it mm. makes me happy yeah i guess that's what i mean like everyone's just like we all really slept on mark hamill he's great yeah because i guess for me it's like everybody i know has always just been like luke yeah. skywalker joker mark hamill's the best yeah but i feel like everyone gets to do that now yeah. and i'm like yay yeah because i love mark hamill mark hamill's the best. except in this where he really scared me 
<laughs> I mean, it was the same thing as Robert yeah, De Niro. Yeah, I, I loved him in it. Yeah. And you know what I bet Mark Hamill didn't do? Hmm. Be a crazy asshole method actor. So much like I said about like directors and Kubrick, I'm like, you don't have to be a dick. I don't know. He did commit <laughs> to that mustache. I mean, he still has a mustache, Zach. <laughs> Not like that. He literally still has that mustache, Zach. Not like that. <laughs> he just also sometimes has a beard now, too. <laughs> But that mustache. I also was reminded watching this of what we kept saying about John Boyega. Like, man, Star Wars wasted Mark (laughs) Hamill. Yeah. Because, like, I know he's, like, the main character in, like, four of the movies. But (laughs) still. I mean, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher got to do their thing. Carrie Fisher also got wasted (laughs) by those movies, I think. But Harrison Ford's the only one whose career doesn't get ruined by being really good in Star Wars. (laughs) Well, he was also like, "Kill me, please." Yeah, <laughs> only he was way the only I'm coming one who back. Want to be there? So <laughs> this is really turning into a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> it has been since day one. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah, it has. Oh uh, hell yeah, <laughs> that does mean that Mickey Mouse owns you now, though. So I'm fine with that. Watch out. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Watch your fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we get uh the end of our wraparound segment. After Mark Hamill kills himself, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, it's the only way that could end. And uh, then John Carpenter opens the body bag and it's Mark Hamill. Yeah. And then John Carpenter reveals that he was a corpse all along, mm-hmm. which is very fun. Yeah, that was so fun. Yeah. And then it's Toby Hoover and Tom Arnold. You not knowing who Tom Arnold is really tells you all you need to know about Tom <laughs> Arnold. He was quite famous at the time. What has he been? What? Bunch of stuff. He was married to Roseanne for a while. They're not friends anymore. <laughs> She's a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a given. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really funny. They cut mm-hmm. him up. He's still like, oh no, yeah. the whole time. But he's still like playful about it. Yeah. He's like, man, these guys are great. Yeah. Turns to the camera. They crack me up. Because <laughs> they crack him up. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. That was body bags. Yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. Spoilers. This is a first time watch for me too. Yeah. So I I was really glad it was good. <laughs> I could tell by your reaction to the Mark Hamill segments. Yeah. I I did I tried to do minimal research because I wanted to be surprised with this, but uh should have looked into how much eye trauma there was gonna be in that segment. Because that's one of the only things that still really upsets me in horror movies. <laughs> I don't know. Do you seem the most upset by the garbage disposal? It was a it was a twofer in that segment. <laughs> it was a tuber hoop twofer. A hooper twofer. Tuby twofer. A tuby twofer. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. This wasn't really supposed to be a movie. I was filmed as three episodes of a Showtime series that they wanted to have to compete with oh. uh, Tales from the Crypt. Which makes this our first TV movie because it did also debut on Showtime, but as a feature length film. Hmm. They just decided like, well, we'll extend the wraparound segments. We'll like shoot a little extra material and we'll still put this out because they decided not to go forward with the show. Essentially, Carpenter and Hooper filmed their segments and a little bit of the wraparounds as like proof of concept. So Showtime had already thrown all that money in and said, shoot a little bit more of the wraparounds and make it a movie. And it's become one of like the the cult classics. Yeah, because we had both heard of it. Yeah, surprised me just because i l- I looked up john carpenter and saw yeah. that he was in something i was like what yeah 
I had always heard of it, but I thought it was a TV show. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, we can't really cover it because it was a show. There must be like more that he didn't direct. And I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and John Carpenter did all the music. He did. And it's so good. It's great. I love John Carpenter music. Yeah. Let's go see him in concert. I hope he does another tour. That'd be great. Yeah. He does. He does a show every Halloween, man. <gasps> I know. Him, his son, and his godson do a show every Halloween. Where? Somewhere in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. We should go. This year we're going. And also, let's start a third hashtag. Hashtag John Carpenter be our friend. (laughs) Just all of our friends as a collective. Be all of our friends, please. Yes. The royal we. (laughs) But most importantly, the Matt and Zach we. Yes. (laughs) Well... I guess that's the fun. Yeah, it was it was a fun movie. Yeah. I had a really good time with it. There's not too much else to say. Like this is another 28 days later scenario where I'm just like, I don't know, it was really good. Like yeah. nothing went wrong. Everybody likes that they made this. Yeah. It seemed like they had a good time. <laughs> a bunch of horror bros being bros. Yeah, they just put all their friends in it. I love it. What's better than this? A bunch of guys being dudes. <laughs> <laughs> We're so tired. <laughs> yep. So, where can everybody find you, Zach? At Zach Shirk on Instagram, ZachShirk.com. Zach underscore Shirk Twitter. What about you? You can find me on just about everything as I draw paintings or over my Facebook artist page, Matt Mears. All right, so what are we watching next week, Zach? Creep show. <laughs> yes, George Romero, Stephen King. It's a classic. Wait, what? It's the it's the Cadillac of fucking anthology films, man. It's real good. Stephen what? Stephen King wrote every segment in the movie. And George George Romero? George Romero directed every segment. It's very good. I'm very excited. <laughs> so tune in next week for Creep Show, guys. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. So join us next week. And as always, give me a big stab wound to poke, and then I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.